This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the Show. What is cracking, everybody? James Cole, Matt Harmon here with you as we fast approach the end. Oh my goodness! By the way, for the listeners out there. Uh, two shows this week, and then we transition to one show a week moving forward into the offseason. I, I really enjoyed this season. I've said that a lot on this show. I think uh, the football has been good this year. I think we have some really fascinating like outcomes, some fascinating potential narratives with some of the playoff teams that are sort of forming here. Uh, and then yeah. it's crazy. I feel like, at least I felt like I spent most of uh, Sunday reacting to this morning reacting to these teams that like the teams that are kind of on the fringes, right? It's oh, like, I'm yeah. predicting a really fun, um, really fun playoff scenarios, really fun games coming up here in January. So I'm fired up for that. And, and, and I am, I am fired up that fantasy season is also coming to a close. Uh, what a, what a stressful fun, what a stressful fun time that has been. I know. I know. Uh, if we saw anything, uh, from week 17, uh, that those kind of point totals are absolutely not, uh, impossible. As a matter of fact, we're going to start the show uh, by talking about Mike Evans. We'll get to Justin Jefferson, who's on the opposite end as well. And I thought a pretty special performance being put on by Devonte Adams. So I thought talk about some of these studs here. But uh, Mike Evans eruption game. We're talking about a dude that went uh, twelve targets, ten receptions, two hundred and seven yards, three touchdowns during Championship Week. Matt Harmon, come on now, Mike Evans. That was awesome. I, I tweeted out the photo of, uh, you know, the meme of Squidward watching SpongeBob and Patrick celebrate, you know, like playing around outside. We're looking out the window. Love to explain memes on a podcast. One of my favorite things to do. Um, and and <laughs> I was like, this is this is me like watching all of my guy, like my fantasy teams, like my rosters that got eliminated last week. So I think I said, you know, hey. I could, if Mike Evans wants to drop three touchdowns, like I could have come back from some big deficits uh, in last week's matchups. Didn't happen, did happen this week. But, you know, this is the the frustrating thing, I think, about the Bucs. And I I was pretty open uh, on the podcast last week that I wanted to see, you know, the Panthers in the playoffs. I don't want to see the Bucs in the playoffs. I want to see the Panthers win the NFC South. Um, That did not happen. Although the Panthers put up a, a pretty valiant effort there. Came down to like, you know, a crazy punt uh, uh, that that punt at the end, uh, right when the guy almost like right, barely gets yeah. that thing off. Like, if he doesn't get that thing off, you know, the, the Panthers have the ball right there. Like, there there's a pretty big scenario they they end up winning this game. So pretty close competitive game. But this is what was been has been frustrating me about the Bucks all year long. Is like you're you are capable of this. You are capable of this game. You're Mike Evans is capable of this game. Tom Brady is capable of having this game because, you know, I've been people have been asking all year, like, what's wrong with Mike Evans? Is Mike Evans washed? No, Mike Evans is not washed. There's nothing wrong with Mike Evans. Like he's still getting <laughs> open at the same level that he's gotten open yeah. uh, at previously. He still can rip it downfield. He can still win on routes, but uh, like he isn't, I don't think he's lost a step at all. I just think that the, there's been a lot of factors 
working against the Buccaneers passing game. I think the coaching is still a problem, by the way. Um, I yeah. heard uh, Charles Robinson of Yahoo works with Yahoo say that if Tampa Bay is back in, um, it, it, I mean, if Tom is back in Tampa Bay next <laughs> I'm messing this Tampa. up. If Brady <laughs> is back in Tampa Bay next year, next year it yeah. will it will it will require a clean house of, of the offensive coaching staff, which I feel is number one unlikely, and number two, um, you know that I don't think they do that. So therefore, I don't think Tom is back in in Tampa. I think that's kind of a foregone conclusion, even if they go on a little bit of a run here in the playoffs. Which I also don't think is uh, out of the question either, but. Long story short here, I think the coaching has been poor. I think the Brady's lack of confidence in the offensive line has created a, a problem where he is getting the ball out too quickly, and that really negates any of the downfield passing stuff. But on the first two of the three Mike Evans touchdowns um, against the Panthers yesterday, Brady held the ball on the first one for 2.6 seconds, which I know doesn't sound crazy, <laughs> but considering he got rid of it 1.88 seconds know, uh, the game prior that that yeah. might as well be eternity and 3.4 second time to throw on the second <laughs> wow. touchdown which again wow. that's the type of time that Tom hasn't been taking or that the line yes. has has been allowing him and having Donovan Smith who hasn't had a great season but still having him and Tristan Wirfs back out there for this game at tackle is huge, huge. they also have activated Ryan Jensen as well so though that that issue has been a big weight on the offense all year but th- it, it these games were always capable of happening here with Mike Evans, maybe not to this extreme. Uh, you know, the Panthers were really injured at cornerback. They just signed Josh Norman, uh, who was like, Oh my God, running a coffee shop, his own coffee shop a couple of That's you know, weeks insane. ago. Right. That's crazy that Josh Norman was active for this ball game. You talk about that time to throw for Tom Brady. He's got the uh, second fastest time to throw on the season. Only Colt McCoy has been able to get or has gotten the ball out faster uh, than Tom Brady, which kind of gives you an idea of what we're looking at here. Hey, you talked about that time to throw from last week, 1.88 seconds. Uh, I think I looked it up. Yeah, uh, Tom Brady now um, um, on this particular week um, got it out at 2.5, which is for him uh, pretty – like that's much longer. It's more than yeah. a season average. And again, a, a significantly time longer uh, in the pocket before a pass attempt uh, than, as you mentioned last week as well. By the way, it should be noted, and, and probably doesn't surprise a lot of folks, but eight air yards per attempt as well in this ball game. Also significantly more than what he has been throwing on the season, 7.1 air yards per pass attempt uh, on the season for Tom Brady. So, uh, testing it deep and basically being able to kind of hold it in the pocket a little bit longer. But I want to ask you this, Matt, I thought early on in the game, I saw a little bit different of a route tree uh, for Mike Evans. And I thought that and the broadcast noted it as well, but Tom Brady was absolutely trying to get Mike Evans involved early and often. Yeah, and they did that with some of those like kind of like a some of the comebacks, some of the hitches, stuff like that. Which then I think, especially when you have guys who aren't your typical corners out there, right? Like we're, I mean, uh, C.J. Henderson, former Jags, top, was he a top ten pick or he was definitely a first round pick in Jacksonville? Yeah, top ten pick. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, you know he really got taken to the woodshed a couple times by by Evans to the point where I was like, buddy, what are you, are you even trying out there? You know, like come on, man. Uh, but like. <laughs> There, you know, yeah. you getting those cornerbacks to to start to come here to 
you know, cheat up on those routes, stuff like that. And then you rip them on the go routes. And those three touchdowns all came on go routes. I think next gen stats had that. It was the first, the set only the second game all year where someone's had three touchdowns on a go route uh, on all go routes. The first was AJ Brown against the Steelers earlier this year. So yeah, I thought that was definitely, I mean, again, it was this like the connection between Evans and Brady, what's going on. And, and yeah, I think that not only that too, but Chris Godwin had nine catches for 120 yards in this game because the Panthers had to use Jeremy Chin as their slot corner because that's how I down know. bad they are at the cornerback position right now. Um, and, and you Jeremy, know, Jeremy Chin's Chin a good is, player, but but the, you know yeah, he's not exactly. a slot corner, dude. Right. You know, come on, man, playing completely out of position. Exactly. Yeah. So um, once you and really, it's like this is what the Bucks should have been all year. They have two guys who are, I think, you know. You know they're right there in terms of like top fringe, top 10, top 12 receivers in the NFL, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, when they're, when they're right. Um, and, and they just haven't really gotten those guys consistently popping off at the same time together at the height of their powers. And this game they did They're ca- That's what I said. They're capable of this stuff every single week. Hey everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, um, I, I just was surprised by how well Tampa Bay's offense moved. Can I also say this, though? Um, I thought, look, I thought Darnold looked good. Um, yeah. I know he had a couple of turnovers there. Um, the I, I'll, I, People always look at the turnovers with Sam Darnold and say, and he threw that pick and say, oh, well, there he is again. But you know what, man? That was just a freaking awesome play by Sean Murphy bunting to get inside of the receiver and pick that ball off. I actually thought it was a really good throw and a good thought process too. He saw single coverage there, try to get it out to his guy, put good uh, air under it. And I thought Sean Murphy bunting just made an awesome play. Listen, some of these defensive players, they can make plays too. You know what I mean? So uh, I did not think it was a bad decision. It definitely was not a bad throw. Pretty good throw as a matter of fact. Um, and we saw it with uh, DJ Moore's stat line. I thought Darnold played really, really well. Yeah, I think Darnold has really um, shown that when he can avoid mistakes, and and even in this game too, right? Like you talk about, he made that mistake. But the problem with Darnold typically is like once he makes one, they start to compound, and you yeah, know yeah, it's like yeah. a wave that hits stuff like that. That really isn't what's happened. What happened in this game? Like he made the one mistake. There's certainly you know other throws he probably wants to have back too. Um, but yeah, he's a. Uh, I think Darnold's proven himself to be a fine backup quarterback in the NFL. Even like remember the first few, the first month of the season last year with the Carolina Panthers, like he had a pretty good run in that offense when yeah. um, all things were going like him and McCaffrey were were making it happen. DJ Moore was making it happen early in the year. Like, I mean, Darnold's definitely like I, I he's he's been the best quarterback the Panthers have, have played this year. I know they've played. Uh, you know, they had Baker Mayfield, they had PJ Walker. It's not like <laughs> a high Walker, bar to baby. clear. Buddy, (laughs) but he certainly, I think, has been the best. Yeah, I I think Darnold has proven himself to be. He's he's, obviously the Panthers need a better. They need a solution at quarterback. Although I don't know, they're they're going to be in a weird spot, man. Because obviously, at different times this year, it's like, oh wow, Carolina 
You know, they could they at different times I thought they'd have the number one pick, and now they just got eliminated from the postseason on January first. So um, <laughs> they're going to be sort of like I don't know right, right now, like off the top of my head, where they where they'd be picking, but they're not. You know, they they'll have to they have to find a solution to quarterback. That's like first and foremost, and um, you know, they, they, I don't think Sam Darnold's part of that future, but I think Darnold's proven himself to be a guy that like if you got to spot start Darnold for a little bit, and you have and you have a good situation around him, he can he can you know he, he could be fine for you. I brought it up in last week's podcast, but I'll bring it up again. I, I really think that there has to be at least a, a, you know, I know he's a, a huge bust, right? But at least that's the thought process in Darnold. But we have to at least give him an incomplete pass, I think, right? Like an N.A. Uh, on his career thus far, because two years of Adam Gase, you got a year and a half of Matt Rule. I I don't think there's a, a quarterback with worse coaching, <laughs> um, you know, backing him up than, than this guy, Sam Darnold. Um, and he finally got some semi-functional coaching here with Steve Wilkes and the offensive coordinators there. Uh, and I think he's looked decent, you know, as you mentioned, not just in a game, but for stretches, he's looked decent, right? Um, has he looked great? I won't go that far. Uh, but I think with functional coaching, I just wonder if Sam Darnold can be an actual starter, like a top 17 guy, in the NFL, I, I think he's got, well, certainly he's got the arm talent uh, to do that. That's never been in question. It's just all about, as you mentioned, upstairs. Can he keep it all together? Um, but I bring that up in that I was confounded by the game plan by Carolina. Um, and I only bring this up because we were talking about this. Uh, like, let's get Tampa Bay all the way up out of here. Let, let, let's see a, a, a young, you know, kind of like unproven team kind of do some things. Uh, but they didn't run the ball almost at all, Carolina. Yeah. And, and it was weird. Not only did they smash the Lions the week before on the ground, remember in their previous matchup against Tampa Bay, they also smashed Tampa Bay on the ground. So I was very confused by the overall game plan. They went up 14-0, and they still were throwing the ball. So that was very confusing to me. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, I, I guess they liked their matchups in the secondary, and um, you know they, they do have they have a really good receiver in DJ Moore, and, and Sam Darnold has been playing well. He's even you know took took a couple shots to other players as well. So yeah, that right. was interesting. I mean, that's the the, far, the frustrating thing about Dante Foreman or Deonta Foreman as a as a fantasy player this year is like he is literally giving you all or absolutely nothing. You know, because <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's seemingly very... like alternated games, right? It's like one game he'll yeah. give you 30 and another he'll give you one. It's crazy. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that are like, yeah, the weeks I had, I weeks I played him, those are the ones he gave me absolutely <laughs> nothing. The weeks he was on my bench for the weeks he went, you know, I, I totally ham. I, I think the games against the Falcons, it was easier to see coming, but some of these other yeah, yeah, ones yeah. like the game against the Lions and then this one, it's like, oh man, you know, just when I was kind of ready to get out, he goes crazy. I was ready to get back in. Mm -hmm. He does nothing. So yeah, yeah, it's been frustrating. I think, um, I, I will say though, overall on the year, another guy I think like needs a, a bit of a reputation like reset is is Ben McAdoo because I think McAdoo um, has designed some really fun stuff. You know, they had some fun plays in this game from a passing standpoint too. I mean, definitely like the way they kick. I still think the way they kicked the Lions' ass like from a from a uh, like the tight end Ian Thomas going crazy on blocks. You know, Tommy Tremble <laughs> going crazy on blocks and stuff like that. Like Tommy, I think Ma I think Ben McAdoo is a guy that you know he became a bit of a punching bag in uh, New York because of like the big suit at his press conference when he slicked his <laughs> hair back, you know, uh, he, there was always something with McAdoo from a head coach. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, right. I, th I think that, and right. look, I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. Cause I I'm 
guarantee you, whether it was on this show or other shows in, in the preseason, I was like, I don't need to be seeing about a, a quarterback competition between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield because, like, well, Baker Mayfield is just that much better, blah, blah, blah. What, what an idiot. That I sounded like, you know, saying that. But, um, you know, there, there are quotes from Ben McAdoo, like, talking about these quarterbacks when he was, you know, not with the team or whatever, saying, like, right. oh, yeah, Baker, you know, he doesn't doesn't he, like Baker him. doesn't have it I don't I don't think you know and then but he was really a right. big Darnold guy and I mean the the there's that that's probably that I don't think you know they make that trade for Baker Mayfield and you know they probably uh, never consulted with Ben McAdoo that's how these teams <laughs> we think about that <laughs> right, but that's exactly. how these teams that's how these things often go um right. and, and you know it's no surprise the offenses look better I think with um with Sam Darnold than it has with Baker Mayfield even if Mayfield's been you know I mean, he's been eyed I guess since going to LA he's been eyed Right, exactly. It's like, golly, talk about a guy that's trying to resurrect his career just a little bit. But I just think the energy that Baker Mayfield has brought while in L.A. has rejuvenated both himself and L.A. You know, the Rams were absolutely dead in the dirt uh, before they made that trade. And obviously, I mean, first of all, they were dead for about three and a half quarters. And then Baker Mayfield comes in. That was like the best bad game you've ever seen. That that crazy weird Baker the Raiders Mayfield Rams comeback. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was just great. What a weird game that was. But Baker Mayfield, I think, uh, has injected himself into this uh, this off season. I think at the quarterback position. So uh, should be an interesting. What an interesting off season this is going to be. It's going to be with the yeah with the quarterback market the way that it is and the running back market. The way that it is, unfortunately, for receptionperception.com, the wide receiver market is. We had our little... run last year, but yes, yes, yeah, we, we had our time last year. <laughs> right, right. A little bit dead this offseason, but that's OK. We'll, we'll be pondering about quarterbacks and running backs uh, this offseason of that. There is no doubt. 